Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, infrastructure bill updates, Coinbase, record profits, and updates on the Poly Network hack. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, August 11, 2021. Don't forget, we have listener questions on the Fridays or the weekends. Send me your questions, listener questions, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. I'd love to answer your questions. I read every piece of mail that comes in if I respond or don't respond. Some are a little long and it takes me a while to get back to you. So I apologize if it, if I haven't got back to you or answer your questions. I do get a lot of mail, but I try to get the most relevant ones into the show. So if you have any listener questions, please send them to me, Matthew Aaron at crypt.co let's get into those crypto prices here comes the money here we go money talk and i'm recording this at 11:40 eastern standard time bitcoin is in at $46,636 up 3.5% in 24 ethereum $3,260 up 4.6% binance coin ooh so close to the $400 mark at 398.33 up 8.5%. Tether's in the number four spot. Wow. So Binance and Tether flipped. And Cardano's number five at $1.87. Looks like an all-time high for the past, looks like a three-month, four-month all-time high. Up 20.5%. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Dogecoin, USDC, Polkadot, and Uniswap. Total market cap, we're at $1.945 trillion. Ever so close to the $2 trillion mark. And a BTC dominance of 45.1% and an F dominance of 19.6. Let's move into what happened with the infrastructure bill on the Senate floor. For that, we have writer from Decrypt and infrastructure bill correspondent, Scott Cipollina. Decrypt's infrastructure correspondent, Scott Cipollina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matthew. How's it going? I'm just going to make up titles for you now, brother. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you for being here. Look, the, good. All good. <laughs> look, the infrastructure bill has been passed um, and there is still more discussion. What was in the bill when it comes to crypto? Look, here's I have two things with this one. First of all, everybody's talking about all the amendments to the bill and the mainstream is not talking about the crypto amendment, which is driving me absolutely crazy that nobody's mentioning it. So uh, this is why we have these dedicated shows and de- dedicated news agencies just for crypto news because nobody else is covering it. Scott, what happened in the infrastructure bill? So the crypto lobby lost. That's the short version of the story. Um, the Senate basically rejected revisions that would be helpful for you know the way that we approach crypto tax. Um, essentially, the bill in its original language involved, just to recap, uh, it defined digital assets or defined those actors that are involved in digital assets, I should say, as brokers. Um, and those brokers would not be exempt from certain tax forms like the, the 1099 tax form in the States. Um, and it would capture non-custodial actors like miners and software developers, uh, people that claim they currently do not gather this data and they go further enough and they claim that they don't have the means to gather this data. So long story short, what happened um, on Monday was Senator Richard Shelby from Alabama, he tried to push a $50 billion 
military spending bill onto the infrastructure bill. Um, and after that, it got rejected by Senator Bernie Sanders, and that killed the crypto amendment. And what we have now is the original language of the bill essentially going to the House. Um, the Senate passed the, the bill itself with a vote of like 69 to 30. And now the debate will run into the House in the autumn. So if I'm right with this, it's more like a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Here's $50 billion for the military. And then I will support your crypto change or the change to the crypto amendment. Correct? Yeah, there was there was a lot of push and pull. A lot of these things just involve a lot of private slash behind the scenes lobbying. And as I said at the beginning, the, 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 the long and short of this story is that the, the crypto amendment that people in the community were, were hoping for, which would have excluded certain crypto actors from having to abide by these tax requirements is lost and now goes to the house but the sky is not falling because this is now going to the house it's going to be debated on it's going to be amended it's going to be changed it's quite possible that the bill in its current form actually it's quite possible that the bill that's passed through the house doesn't even look anything like the bill that's passed through the senate or um the the crypto amendment could even be scrubbed changed even double down on like so nothing is set in stone right now is that correct in theory, yes, but it's very unlikely that the crypto amendment that Scott, we, Scott, or, you, I, I won't say we. Scott, what do you mean? What do you mean unlikely, Scott? You come on, don't, don't, don't be. Is that is that British humor? Well, because I mean the the <laughs> the uh, the, um, the the wider point here that I think a lot of the folks in the crypto community are are are, are missing or not giving its due importance to is the fact that this is an overwhelmingly bipartisan bill, and there are many things in this bill that are being addressed that don't even have anything to do with crypto. And at the risk of offending people within the community, a lot of the senators that are voting on this consider those things to be more important. We're talking mm-hmm. about 5G for military bases. That was part of the proposed uh, military spending bill that got rejected. Then there's the um, that there's a lot of conversation about money that's going to be poured into American infrastructure to build roads and bridges. And these things have they enjoy bipartisan support. So. The fact that it's passed the Senate with a very convincing vote, the fact it's now in the House and it's being described repeatedly as a bipartisan bill means that it is generally quite unlikely that, that you know, this reverses course and finds favor with the crypto community. But we still have time, even if the bill goes through as is because it's a bipartisan issue. Uh, this won't even come into effect until when? 2023? Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Scott Cipollina, infrastructure <laughs> bill correspondent for Decrypt Media. Thank you very much for coming on the show, sir. Thanks for having me, Matthew. Moving into today's other news. How did the Poly Network hacker steal $600 million? Now, we just throw around these numbers. $600 million, that is a crap ton of money. And any network that loses that much money, in my opinion, is grossly incompetent. But there are smarter people that wrote their opinions on this. Funds linked to the attack have been traced to three separate addresses. One on each, Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, and Polygon. According to initial analysis by China-based security auditor BlockSec, which is caution that it is yet to verify this information, the theft could be a result of either the leakage of a private key that is used to sign cross-chain messages or a bug in the signing process of the Poly network that has been abused to sign a crafted message. Ethereum developer and security researcher Madik Gupta wrote that Poly network uses a multi-sig wallet for transactions. In its configuration, four people have access to the key for signing transactions and three must sign. The attacker got hold of at least three keepers and then use them to change the keepers to a single keeper. In effect, the hacker locked them out. So what does that mean? In a multi-sig, you need multiple people to sign the transaction so you can send funds. Well, if you have the majority, three keepers, three of the people who hold the, the keys, then you can basically do whatever you want. And in that case, they took the three keys, turned it down to one, which the hacker got a hold of, locked them out, and now they're in total control. 
blockchain security team, Slow Mist, said that's not exactly what happened. Instead, it says the attacker took advantage of a flaw in the smart contract to change its keeper, rerouting the flow of funds to the attacker's own address. Slomis said, in quote, This is not the case that this event occurred due to the leakage of the keeper's private keys. Madagrupa wrote back, <laughs> kind, of, uh, kind of upset by that answer, said, Either Slomis is in bed with Poly Network, or they are both grossly incompetent. They casually forgot to mention that any data that the user enters must be signed by the keepers. The attackers managed to steal the keepers' private keys or fooled them into signing malicious data. And there's a link there to show his proof. And like I said before, regardless, if it was a private key leak or a smart contract vulnerability, it is of my opinion that Poly Network fess up and say that it is our fault because who else could it be? It's their fault. $600 million. The biggest DeFi hack ever. Oh, by the way, in a turn of events, at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the hacker announced that they are ready to return the funds via message on an Ethereum transaction. First, they sent a total of a little over 1 million USDC to a Polygon wallet. About an hour later, they followed up with the transaction with 23.8 BTCB, worth around $1.1 million. And lastly, the hacker sent about $2.65 million to the Ethereum wallet. Now, just to let you guys know, that's about $5 million of the $600 million, which is about 0.833% of the funds. Uh, let me just translate that to you. That's like stealing $100 from somebody and giving them back 83 cents. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not even worth it. Like, what are you doing? Are you going to send back the money or not? 83 cents? You stole 100 bucks from me. Look, I don't know what the purpose of this hack was. I don't know if it was to show that there are vulnerabilities. We don't know if it's an inside job. We don't know if it's a rug pull. We don't know what happened yet, to be honest with you. All we know is that a lot of money was stolen, and it really looks bad for the crypto space and DeFi at this point of time, this juncture in regulations coming out of Washington. Get your crap together, crypto. Get your crap together. The chairman of the SEC, or the Securities and Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, has penned a letter to Senator Elizabeth Warren stating that crypto investors are not adequately protected. Gensler wrote, in quote, In my view... The legislative priorities should center on crypto trading, lending, and decentralized finance platforms. Regulators would benefit from additional authority to write rules for each of the guardrails to crypto trading and lending. He continued to say, I believe we have a crypto market now where many tokens are unregistered securities without required disclosures or market oversight. The use of stablecoins on crypto platforms may facilitate those seeking to sidestep a host of public policy goals connected to our traditional banking and financial systems, anti-money laundering, tax compliance, sanctions, and the like. Ginzer's letter also responded to one of the senator's questions on whether there were any differences between traditional security exchanges and crypto exchanges. He said, Unlike traditional markets, where investors go through an intermediary, people can trade on crypto platforms without a broker, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, from around the globe. Interesting. He said without a broker. Hmm. Hmm. Infrastructure bill? Hmm. And finally, Coinbase. They announced their second quarter earnings on Tuesday, posting a profit of slightly over, wait for this, $1.6 billion. That's a profit, by the way, which is nearly double what it posted for the first quarter. The company announced a revenue of $2.03 billion, which exceeded analysis positions by $1.8 billion. But wait, wait, I just want to, you know, roll that back. They announced a revenue of $2.03 billion 
and a profit of 1.6 <laughs> what are they doing for that kind of profit whatever maybe i'm gonna go buy some more coinbase stocks that's not financial advice and i probably won't but maybe i will Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Don't forget to go to DemerForCongress.com. Look, we're talking about regulations as we speak, what the Congress is doing in Washington right now in terms of crypto regulations and frameworks. Look, we need people in Washington that understands this. That's one reason I'm running. DemerForCongress.com. Link is in the show notes. Donate to the campaign. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.